Hello, friends. This is Scotty. Before the episode begins, I'd just like to say a note. When Andrew and I recorded, I did not have my good microphone plugged in. Therefore, I was being recorded with my computer's microphone. So you might hear a little bit of a different tone to my voice, a little echo. Be assured, though, in future episodes, I am writing a note to make sure I remember to plug my microphone in. As always, thank you for listening and enjoy Scream 6. You're listening to the Fun with Horror podcast with your hosts, Scotty and Andrew. We're not in a sequel because nobody just makes sequels anymore. We're in a franchise. Hey, everybody. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scotty. And welcome to episode 87 of Fun with Horror, the movie review podcast in which two best friends that are long distance give each other horror movies to watch, and then we discuss them the following episode. We only have two rules here at Fun with Horror. Number one. Whichever one of us picks the next movie has to pick a movie he's never seen. And number two, we both have to watch that movie before we discuss it. Those are facts. And guess what? As another fact, <laughs> I picked last week's movie. I did the uh, very new Scream 6, uh, directed by Matt bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillette, and starring Jenna Ortega, Melissa Barrera, Courtney Cox, and a lot of other people. And, of course, stay tuned until the end of this episode to find out what movie I'm going to pick for our next movie. But, Andrew, speaking of, speaking of facts, yeah. have you ever used a fax machine? I have. Oh, yeah. Okay, just checking. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Outdated Technology with Scotty and Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Fun with outdated technology. Fun with outdated te- <laughs> Hi, buddy. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, man? You know, I'm really good. I, it's it's wonderful to talk to you. It's wonderful to hear your voice. It's wonderful to see your shining little face. Oh, stop it! All all those things with me as well for me as well for you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, did you know what? That at the beginning of Scream 6, the guy on the on the background of the phone she's on, he was the writer of Cocaine Bear. I didn't know that, but I knew I, I knew pause. that. I know. Well, I was thinking, I'm like, okay. But I knew, um, oh gosh, what's her name? The girl at the beginning. Tamara Weaving. Thank you. Wow. Uh, I knew she and... I believe the same guy, the writer. I believe they're a couple. I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes. Right? Yeah. So that yes. makes sense. That's awesome. Yes. It's her husband. Oh, right on. Okay. There you go. Very cool. But yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Scream 6, everybody. So uh, this is your little bitty warning that uh, we're going to spoil this movie very much so. As a matter of fact, <laughs> we're probably going to spoil some of the other Scream movies. So this yeah. is just. Especially Scream or <laughs> Scream 5, as we like to call it. Right. Yep. But it's, yeah, yeah I'm with you. We, there might be a couple in there that I th- throw in. So we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. smaller, but 
Definitely Scream 6. But, I mean, who's watching Scream 6 without watching the other five? Right? <laughs> right? Who watches them out of order? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Andrew, uh, yes. you know what I would love? What would you love, friend? I would love for you to give me a three-minute recap oh, of Scream 6. Could you do that for me? I can, but I'm going to skip out on a bunch of it and probably spend too much time on the intro. So here. (laughs) You know what? As long as you hit the key (laughs) points for anybody who is listening that hasn't seen the movie. Right. They're like, you know what? I I would love to know what the plot of this movie is beginning to finish in three minutes. Zoinks. All right. (laughs) Whenever you're ready. Oh, boy. All right. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. So the movie starts in New York. We see, as we mentioned, Sam Weaving. Uh, she's a teacher. She gets killed and immediately by, by Ghostface. And immediately Ghostface takes off the mask. And we see the face of the killer. The killer goes home. He has a roommate that he's talking to, or so we think. But it's actually the real, real killer who kills him. And has killed his roommate. So we don't know who this ghost face is. Jump to Sam and Tara who are now in New York living together with their roommate Quinn. Quinn has a father who is a police officer. Uh, the twins are still alive. Chad, the twin that from the last movie, has a new roommate as well. Uh, and we also see that uh, Gail, Courtney Cox, is back as well. So everyone in the glass movie is here. Um, of course, Ghostface starts killing, kills Quinn, their roommate. Uh, the father, who's a police officer, is now mad and wants to help them find these killers. And Kirby from movie four also shows up. And she is now working for the FBI, I believe. Uh, Gail, through her fancy uh, reporting skills, finds out that the two that were killed at the beginning of the movie wanted to kill Tara and Sam and have this elaborate um, building that they bought, or old movie theater, I should say. And inside, there's all this memorabilia uh, from all the previous killings. So every ghost face outfits in there, as well as victims, uh, weapons and clothing and everything is in there. It's a nice shrine to the killers. Of course, throughout the movie, as we've seen in all the Scream movies, everyone is attacked for the most part. Uh, One on the bus. There's just a lot of attacks. Gale gets stabbed. In the end, though, uh, there's a big fight, of course, uh, or excuse me, reveal that uh, there are three killers in this movie. This happens at the movie theater area. The killers are the police officer, who I'm totally drawn a blank, uh, Quinn's dad. We'll talk about him in a second. I'm not going to look up his name. Quinn (laughs) and Chad's new roommate. They are the three killers, but they all have something in common. They are family. Family of Richie, the last, the the killer, excuse me, in the last movie, and they want revenge to kill Tara and Sam. However, of course, as we've seen in these movies, our heroes prevail. They kill the bad guys or got bad group, I should say, and leave. And what's the kicker of this one is all of the heroes in this movie live. No one dies. The only ones to die are the bad people. There you go. That's the movie in a nutshell. Amazing. You know, thanks, that was maybe the best recap you've ever done. Wow. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Woo, that one was that was hard. <laughs> difficult. We like to say difficult around here. You're right. It was hard. Difficult. Hard has a different meaning. You're right. You're in my right. household. 
<laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I said that. Welcome to Fun with Hard. Um. <laughs> Andrew. Yes. What did you think of Scream 6, my friend? Honestly, from the second this movie started and we saw this fun intro, I said, this is new. This is different. I'm on board. And throughout the movie, I was. I loved it. I think I think Scream is one of my favorite franchises. And this movie is just another great addition to it. What about you? Well, my thoughts, my, my, yeah. So my, my quick short thoughts are that mm-hmm. this is probably for me, the most predictable of all mm-hmm. the screen movies. Yep. Very predictable as a matter of fact. Yep. Agreed. And I did have issues, but despite my issues, I just had a great time watching this movie. I think I thought it was a very fun movie and mm-hmm. I'm willing to allow some of my faults with the movie in the interest of having a good time watching a film. Agreed. Yep. And I, I thought absolutely. it was a good, yeah, I thought it was well done and a good entry in the series. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, exact. I agree with you hundred percent, buddy. Everything. My, said. my biggest thing that I'm going to say though, is that yeah. if, if anybody wants to go back and listen to our scream five uh, episode, which we yeah. did, Please do. I think I said in that one that I liked it, but you know, I I w- I'd be okay if it ended, if mm-hmm. that was it. But I don't feel that way with this one. I'm looking forward to Scream Seven. Nice, that's awesome. I love that. I totally Sorry. agree. Yep. Like I said, this is be not has become. I think it's always been. It's just a fun one of my favorite franchises. I think they're just fun, fun movies. Plain and simple. Agreed. Agreed. Now let's let's get into this because I've yes. got some things to say and I think you do too. I do and I actually have I do have some dislikes. I definitely do. You do. <laughs> I do, yeah. Can we start with a like though? Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to lead off with one thing. I love it. Go for it. Even though this isn't my favorite of the Scream movies maybe. Mm-hmm. No matter what I feel about the rest of the movie, I honestly felt that the subway scene, the subway sequence, yep was maybe the scariest, most intense sequence in all six movies. I completely agree. And bravo to the filmmakers for the way that was filmed and done. It it was just unbelievably good. Yep, I agree. It was a brilliant scene. And even if you've you've watched the, I think it was just the teaser, it's kind of a piece of that scene. And so if you you haven't seen it, that's a great little moment it really it kind of captures a tiny bit of that moment which is it was enough to feed my appetite wanting or you know give me a made me want more did you see the full trailer no i think i only ever saw the teaser of them on the on the subway and then that was it i have heard i have not watched it yet but i have heard that they actually spoil pretty much the mindy De- uh, quote unquote death. Right, right, right. Really? Stabbing. Yeah, I, I heard that there's a shot of Ghostface standing over Mindy or something. So, oh, geez. Stupid trailers. I know. Seriously. Come on. We don't want spoilers. <laughs> Get it together. So, now that we've said that, here's another question I have for you, buddy. Okay. When this movie started, the first mm-hmm. like half hour of this movie, maybe, mm-hmm. did it remind you of anything in particular? That you and I have enjoyed recently? The first half hour, as I said? Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm going to be careful about this because I don't want to spoil too much something else. Okay. Man, but, I'm trying to go through like the first half hour. Oh, uh. Here, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It, I don't know I'm what tr- that means. <laughs> I'm trying to do like, I'm trying Andrew's to. Andrew's equi- making goggle face with his hands. Like, what am I doing? What am I, I'm. You're, you're looking for something. I don't know, man. I'm right, terrible at charades right now. This All has right, nothing sorry, to do with dude. what no, I'm, I'm thinking. doing. I don't know. I'm doing terrible too. Clown in a cornfield too. Friendo lives the book. Oh, good. Yep. Did you think yep. of that at all? I didn't, but you're totally what? right. I thought for sure you would. Uh-uh, but totally. Yeah. Yeah, man. As soon as it started, because I remember... Okay, without spoilers, everybody, because right. if you haven't read Clown in a Cornfield and Clown in a Cornfield 2 by Adam Cesari, you need to go read them, because they're, they're really great. fun. Yep. Andrew and I have read both, yep. but... Without spoiling too much, the beginning of Clown in a Cornfield 2 deals with a survivor from the first book and people on social media coming up with a conspiracy that she was the killer and killed everybody and she's the reason – basically that she was the bad guy in the first uh, book or whatever. You're right. So when Scream 6 starts and mm-hmm. there's the same kind of conspiracy with Sam. Yep. It was like, man, did these guys rip off Clown in a Cornfield too? And I know they probably didn't. It's probably right, just right. It's a brilliant idea in this day and age. Like Yeah. Okay, so let's go over what what our faults with this movie were. Okay, so, okay. go ahead. Well, you mentioned it one one kind of in what you're talking about very predictable we cindy and i had it figured out we watched with kylie who had already seen it so i was expecting her to be more impressed but she we're not very cool (laughs) in her eyes so nothing impresses her um but yeah the second we saw the police officer the dad yeah just we were like yeah it's him um and then cindy was the one that caught this but when when sam was on the phone with the killer She's like, he's that killer sounds really aggressive, like like personal. And she's like, I bet it's family of the guy at the last one. And I was like, dang, I bet you're right. So we had it. <laughs> wait, so wait, so you guessed the dad. You guessed Dermot Mulroney. And Quinn. We and Quinn. We didn't guess the other roommate. When did you guess Quinn? Same time. We were like, oh yeah, Quinn's not. Because then I think she died, and we're like, no, she's not dead. Um, we're like, they've done this before, so. Yeah. So you you said two interesting things in there. Okay. I also guessed Dermot Mulroney, uh, yeah, Officer yeah. Bailey. I think. Detective yeah, I know. Bailey. I need to put his name down. I love Dermot though. He's a good guy. <laughs> yes, he's a good guy. <laughs> uh, but yes, I also guessed Detective Bailey. Nice. And we actually paused the movie because Mary was guessing people, and I said it's Detective Bailey, and she was, and I said, look. There's only the reason it's him is because only he would have access to all of the past masks. Yep. My thought too. But then he came out of the apartment building and here's the thing. Interesting thing. When he came out of the apartment building after Quinn quote unquote died. Right. I start my mind. My thought was, would he kill his own daughter? 
That's where my mind oh. went for some reason. And Mary was the one who said he and his daughter were working together. And then I was like, mm. oh, right. Well, we didn't actually see him kill her. Right, right. So, yes, it's him and his daughter. And then right after that, he's talking to, I believe, Sam. Uh-huh. And he says something that if, you know, something about I'll kill anybody who messes, who touches my kids. Right. Yep. You know, so the, and I caught the double meaning in that. And I was like, oh, he's Richie's dad. Right. Nice. Now. I will say that while that was very predictable, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I would like to say kudos to the creators for Ethan. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have him figured out. Mm-mm. He was kind of an obvious choice to me. Right. And so obvious that I said, oh, it's not him. They're, right. they're making it look like him. And the subway scene was the the best misdirect in the entire movie, in my opinion. Fair. Because he's on the subway car with Mindy when she gets stabbed. And he's there for her. Right. Right. So... But of course, when three ghost faces or two ghost faces show up on either side of Detective Bailey at the end. Right. Then I was like, oh, it is. Yeah. Yep. Although part of me was like, please don't be Stumacher. Please don't be Stumacher. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although they throw in that line on this one, because I, I know people want Stu back and I love um, Matthew Lillard. I, I always have. He's so fun. But. They said, like, do you think a TV would really kill someone or something like that? There's a line thrown out in this one. Yeah, something about like, oh, Stu Mocker. Are they setting up some Stu showing back up at some point? Maybe. I don't know. Seeds planted, yeah. though, so we'll see. I don't know. Well, I don't remember the first movie as well as most people. Mm-hmm. He was pretty dead, though, right? I mean, he gets stabbed. Yeah, and then the Sydney, you know, put, pushes the TV off over his head, and I think... I feel like he gets electrocuted, but I'm not positive. I'm I just remember the TV going on him and I can't remember if he shakes. He's of the one that got the TV on him? Yep, student. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's why, yeah, in this one they said like I I feel like I don't remember who it was, but someone said something like, Would a TV really kill someone? Or something along those lines. Where I was like, or we haven't heard from Stewart. I don't remember. It was some line though. And I was like, hmm, interesting. That's that's not a throwaway line, you know. <laughs> well, I I kind of took it as them drawing attention to the fact that a lot of people kept saying that Stu Mocker was coming back. Right, right. Then maybe that's what it is. Maybe I thought it would, they were poking fun at that, but who knows? Yeah, I never know at these movies. <laughs> you never know. What 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 else? Any so that issues? was my that was my big one was it was predictable what whatever it was still fun. Yeah. Um, but my other one which I went Ugh, okay they did the same thing in the last movie where everyone was fine at the end even though they'd been stabbed seventy five times and I was like yes you are kidding me the twins I love them they're great characters should have died I mean with the with the especially Chad Chad got it bad. And when he showed up at the end, Cindy and I looked at each other and we just went, oh, my gosh, that guy. There's no way. There's no way. He's not the one that made me roll my eyes as much. Oh, really? Who? Even who, though who? I was just like, I was like, really? Right. Um, For me, it was Mindy. Not because she couldn't survive being stabbed twice in the gut. Right. 
But because she was like running around like nothing was like she had a <laughs> like she had broken her wrist or something. And also Tara. Yeah, yeah. So Tara was stabbed in the back shoulder blade. <laughs> then she was shot in the leg. And yep. then she was stabbed in the stomach. Yep. But she's just walking down the street with Sam at the end, like no limp, nothing. Yep. So yeah, the 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 amount of stabbings that these people can take. Yeah, it's it's impressive. Ridiculous. Yep. It's yeah, it's that that threw me off at the end and I was like, oh, that's such a dumb way to end it too. Like I had all this fun, and then all of a sudden, everyone's just fine. And I was like, eh, "Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm okay." So, it's not the fact that they survive; that's fine to me. Right, 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 right. It's them acting like it's no big deal. Like, I'm okay with. Sorry, what's Sam's boyfriend's name or Tara? Chad. Uh, Chad. Chad. I'm okay with Chad being alive, and right. I was okay with him because at least he was like in a stretcher. Right, 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 right. Being taken True. to an ambulance. And True. I was a little bit mad at Tara for pulling off his oxygen mask. Yeah, yeah. Like, let him be. He just got stabbed like 20 times. Yes. Evidently, they they edited out some stabs because other people felt the same way. So they it was like 14 stabs, and now it's like under 10. Oh, my gosh. But I will say with Chad, like, both the two <laughs> ghost faces at the time go on either side of him and put the knife in him and then lift. And I was like, there's no way like that. They shredded him up there. I don't know. Whatever. At least he was in a stretcher, my friend. You're That's right. all I'm saying. I know. I know. At least he looked hurt. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Unlike Mindy, who was running around like a, <laughs> like a dancer and, and then Tara, yeah. you know, you're right. Nope. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. I mean, but everybody that was kind of, I didn't mind people surviving Overall, I, I actually that. I liked it because they even went at the when the twin I forget what's her name Mindy Mindy gosh um when Mindy's talking about it and she's like none of us this you know the movie rules the none of four. us are safe we can all die in this one and none of them did so I was like that's kind of a fun uh, challenge to that to that rule so I liked that I was fine with them all living but I just felt that they should have died with the wounds that they had. <laughs> The core four. Yes, the core four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm also I'm also glad Gail survived. Me too. I was too. Yep. Yep. I really thought that she was when she got stabbed, I was like, oh, this is her last hurrah too. Like like David Arquette, you know, they're they're yeah. finishing these. But I was yeah, she lived. So I was I was happy. Yeah, okay. So even the creators, the directors, mm -hmm. the Here's the thing. I listened to the commentary track on this. Uh -huh. It's uh, it's the writers. It's the two directors. It's all these people. And I have no idea who was saying what, because oh, they all sound kind of like similar. Yeah. And it was hard to like know who was talking at a certain time. So I'm sorry if I don't know exactly who said what when I mention it. But they did say that. Uh, they they said that this this series of movies lives in a heightened reality mm. in which in which people I'm trying to find exactly what they said mm -hmm. but it's basically it's they live in a heightened reality where people's their wounds heal quick 
more quickly than normal. Okay. And they kind of laughed about it too. Okay. They were like, yeah, Mindy probably should have been limping at least or something at oh. the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they own it. That's good. <laughs> so that was my other nice. level with the movie too. Those were my two big ones. That's all I have. But funny. I'm glad we had the same things. What did you have any more? Well, my other thought. Yeah. 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 Was. And I go back and forth on this. Okay. So at the beginning, as you mentioned in your beautiful recap, Samara weaving is killed by a ghost face. Mm -hmm. We see the famous slash. The ghost face slashes, but it does not go into the title card. The scene continues and Ghostface immediately takes his mask off. Mm-hmm. And it's Tony Revolori from Spider Man. Spider Man, Flash Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> and Willow, I believe, the TV what series. I mean. And I was, I thought that was brilliant. Me too. And yep. I thought, oh, are we actually going to know who Ghostface is? But then they kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Real Ghostface kills him. Right. Uh, and I, I couldn't help thinking, wouldn't it have been a cooler movie? Would it have? Would it have? Mm-hmm. Let, let me say it that way. Would it have been a cooler movie if we spent most of the movie thinking that we knew who the killer was? Mm. And they carry it to the point where at first the audience is like, okay, well, there's going to be a n- different ghost face. But no, we keep seeing Tony Revolori mm-hmm. or Jason. His character's name is Jason. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> we see Jason putting on the mask and killing people. And then maybe by the time we get to the subway, things switch up and he actually gets killed on the subway and we find out, oh no, there's another ghost face in town. I like that. I do like that. That would have been fun. But would that have been predictable in itself? Would people have been waiting for that shoe to drop? I don't know because it would kind of go against the formula. So. It does. Maybe people would be like, oh, this is a cool take. Like, I like this. And it might have been. I'd have to really think about it. I don't know. I I, it, I feel like it might have surprised people just because it is something yeah. totally, totally new. And I think it would have hmm. lent a different. Feeling to some of the things we're used to seeing in screen movies, like, for instance, Mindy's monologue uh, about yeah. franchises. Like, how cool would that have been if she's giving this monologue, but we know who the killer is that entire time? And we see her guessing, but we know that it's Jason, and he's sitting there, right there with them. Hmm. I don't know, man. I just think that would have been cool, and I think they kind of blew that moment. Like, now that they've unmasked the killer at the beginning and then killed him, they can't really do it again, can they? Right. Although, I have to admit, it would be cool to see even without like a twist in there just to see the other side of things, like follow the killer through the movie. Yeah. And still obviously have our, our leads and stuff, but I, that would be kind of an interesting take too. And, and still know who it is by the end. I mean, just it's that person or those people. And you'd be nervous. You'd be nervous if he was in the room alone with favorites. I kind of like that idea. That could be a really cool. I mean, we're at six movies. Yeah. They can kind of do anything. You know, yeah, but like I said, they've already unmasked the killer at the beginning right. of the movie. Like, can they do that again? Right. Like, I th- I think they kind of blew it a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just I'm excited to see what they do. I'll be. Happy. I have tiny little nitpicky things. Okay, please. Yeah, let's hear them. 
But all of this said is with love for this movie. Right. But see, this is interesting about what you said, actually. So one of my things is that I love Roger Jackson. I love his voice as Ghostface. I love that he's always back, that this voice box that they use is his voice. Right. But he always, I realize now he's this is six movies in and he always sounds the same to me. He always, to me, has the same inflection and right. everything. And it would be interesting if if he changed up how he said things a little bit more. I get that. Yeah, yeah, Because it's but you, people, obviously. You yeah. said he sounded more aggressive at times. Right. Well, that was Cindy was the one that caught that one. She just said he's just, yeah, he sounds like he's got a vendetta at this point. Interesting. So, interesting. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I do like that idea though of just just some inflection. Inflection is that the right word? Inflection. Inflection. Yeah. Inflection. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, it would be kind of interesting, like just a little bit of uh, some difference. But I mean, again, it's a horror franchise, and we're so used to his voice that would people be like, "That's he's doing something weird." I don't like that. I'm been well used by to this, this point, you know? maybe, but I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I I thought about it during the second movie, or sorry. I thought about it during my second viewing of six of this movie, because I started to realize that when it's him talking, I feel like it's a completely different character from the actual killers. I never, Mm -hmm. I never picture the killers themselves talking to whoever it is. Like for instance, Gail, right. When Gail's talking to Ghostface, I don't think of it as her talking to detective Bailey or Ethan or Quinn. Right. I feel like she's talking to Ghostface, and it would kind of be cool if I go back and watch a second time and realize, oh, wow, this is Ethan that's talking to her. Yeah. Also, there's three different Ghostfaces, so the fact that Ghostface sounds the same in every single phone call. You're right, yeah. Even when Sam has the voice box. Right, 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 right. Detective Bailey, let me ask you something. What's right. your favorite scary movie? You know, and it's like even but even and one thing that was funny in the commentary, the directors even mentioned that when Gail's on the phone mm-hmm. and he mentions that this is her first ghost face call after all oh, this right. time, they're like, How would he know that? <laughs> <laughs> How would Richie's family know that? And then somebody else pipes up and he says, well, Gail's written many books. Yeah. (laughs) And a true fan would have read all these books. That's fair. We'll go with that. But that is, I didn't even catch that. It's totally true. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That commentary sounds kind of awesome. I I don't know if I like that many people in there, but I do like that they call out some things. I appreciate that. Yeah. They're a little self-deprecating at times. <laughs> Buddy, did you know Lay it on me. that the restaurant at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. it is named Asta del Fuego. Asta el Fuego. And that is the name. The The creators of the movie, the writers and the directors and all, they had uh-huh. they created a chat group during the pandemic. And after a while, they eventually called their chat group Asta el Fuego. So that's a little inside joke. That's awesome. I love it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) 
I feel like if Did we you... wrote a movie and like the main characters yeah. at the beginning were like, welcome to fun with horror. Oh, or, uh, nonstop shop. <laughs> Speaking of my friend. Oh, yeah. Here's my other quibble with this movie. Oh, OK. OK. In Jason's apartment, we see a poster for the last podcast on the left. There's another poster for the We Hate Movies podcast. I didn't see a poster for Fun with Horror. Bunch of crap. <laughs> Not those no, podcasts. Not those podcasts, but that we aren't there. <laughs> seriously, holy goals, Batman. Yeah, oh my gosh, dude. If a horror movie creative unit liked our podcast enough to put our logo somewhere in it or mention our <laughs> podcast somewhere in the movie, especially Scream. Oh my gosh. Uh, that would be a dream come true. I would have so much fun with that horror. <laughs> Let's just say there would be zero dislikes from that movie from us. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. No quibbles creators. whatsoever. Nope. 10 out of 10 favorite movie ever. Yep. Yep. Watch, we'll get some director that does something and puts our post, and it's just a horribly, like, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, really offensive movie, and, oh, gosh, what have we done? Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, too. <laughs> Featuring fun with horror. Oh, no. Best movie ever. <laughs> so good. Did you notice that, of course, when Jason goes back to his apartment? Mm-hmm. The movie playing is Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, I did not even catch that, dude. <laughs> yes. Uh, of course, little Jason. Little New York. York. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, that's that's actually kind of awesome. I also, I, I did as much as I wanted to see him go through part of the movie, at least. Mm -hmm. His death was, he was, he was really good. Tony Revolori. Yeah, yeah. When he's getting stabbed by Ghostface. Yep. His cries of pain and such were so good and so realistic. Like I felt pain for him. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. And he yeah, he's good anyway. I've always liked him. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um, but I even liked the moment where he realizes it's not his friend who he's talking to. Because that was good too. I mean, he you can see the fear kind of enter him and go, uh uh oh. Wait, are you talking about the moment when he opens up the fridge and he sees his friend beheaded in the fridge? I thought he finds out before that. I thought he kind of figures it out and goes, this isn't... Am I wrong? I think he starts to maybe maybe doubt, but he's still like kind of just walking around the apartment like, like, all right. Oh, I guess maybe I dreamt it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I don't think he really truly realizes until he sees his decapitated roommate. Which was pretty awesome. I love that the whole body was in there too. Like that's a nice little yeah visual. That's a good way to start out the movie. I did notice during my second watch that mm -hmm. when Ghostface is talking to him on the phone, he does refer to Samara Weaving's character as our film professor. Which okay, yeah, if it's his roommate, right, right. Ghostface is pretending he is his roommate. Right. That that makes sense. But if it's Ethan or Quinn, I believe they're also in that film class. Mm, makes sense. I like it. I mean, I would not have caught that the first time, but I the second no. time I was like, oh, that's a nice little touch. Right. Did you catch the line that Quinn says? And you might Wait, have it right hang now. Hang on, hang on, buddy. Ziggy. Ziggy. 
Leave Bowie alone. Ziggy, come here. All right, leave her alone. <laughs> Sorry, man. Ziggy no, the horror cat. Ziggy the horror cat, ladies and gentlemen. Making an appearance. Tormenting his sister cat. What were you saying? No, I was going to say, speaking of Quinn, did you catch the line that she says to Tara? Sam? I don't remember. One of them. Where she goes, yeah, since my brother died. Or something along those lines. Okay, okay. I didn't. second time I watched it. Okay, yeah. I, I watched like some, I forget what, something afterward and I saw that line. I was like, oh. All right. Yeah, she mentions her brother you. dying in a car accident, and I was like, oh, it's Richie. Yeah, I thought there was a nice, there was a bunch of nice little things like that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, the kills in this movie were great. Oof, they were great. I would. Even the fake of, kills. Yeah. Yep. I would say this one was one of the more bloody movies, for sure. Um, more bloody, but also very, it was like Scream 5. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a credit to the directors. They really know how to pull off a good death performance from their actors. I yep, completely agree with that. Everybody was so good. Uh, Tony Revolori was great when he was dying. Samara Weaving, of course, with her very distinctive scream. Yes, you just really feel their pain when they die. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, like the times you see the knife go in the skin. I know. Like the psychiatrist when he gets stabbed in the face. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. When Annika, play, uh, which was which, which mm. Mindy's girlfriend, played by Devin Nakoda. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When she gets stabbed oh. in the stomach and the knife, he just rips the knife up a little bit. Yes. Painful. And it looked yeah. so real. It was good. It was. Oh, that whole scene. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, that's I mean, but then here we go again. Like, would she have had the strength to even right. get on that ladder? <laughs> right, Come I on. don't think so. Come on, but... but then, then of course, like she falls off the ladder, <laughs> right. and it's not enough that she falls off the ladder to her death, she has to like slam into a dumpster on her head, <laughs> like her head cracks. Oh, exactly. I, I watched that. Cindy looked away for a sec, she's like, This is too much. Thinking that, <laughs> hi, hi, Kitty. Um, she was like, oh, I don't want to see this. And then when the head hits, I, she's like looking away and she just hears me go, oh. <laughs> oh, man. So she heard your reaction instead yeah. of actually seeing the death. Yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> it was awesome. Man, I got so much here. I loved, I loved Josh Sagara as Danny, the other guy in the apartment that. Oh, yeah. The, is- Yes, kind of scene. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I like him in anything I see him in. He's just yeah. got a really distinctive style to him. Yes, totally. But I love the fact that he was such a good guy in this. Right? <laughs> and no one turn. trusts him. Everyone thinks he's like a skis baller. He's going to be. <laughs> he's super nice. Well, even I, the whole time I was like, please, please don't be Ghostface. Right. Yeah, because I was like, this is so refreshing, like somebody who's really cool. Yeah. And at yep. the end, when they're about to go in the theater and she's like, you you have to stay. Uh, don't trust anyone. Remember, he's like, I totally get it. Yep. I <laughs> and I was like, oh, and then he gets the cops. Yep. Yep. I, although Cindy, <laughs> Cindy at that moment was like, well, then why did you heck? Why the heck did you bring him the whole way? <laughs> 
like, yeah. Well, she didn't want to put guy. him in the kill box with them. Fair, 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 fair. So she was kind of being a good guy too. Yeah. But also she she was like being not trustworthy. You're going to be in the kill box. Right. Don't bring the killer in, even though the killers were there. Whatever. Right, 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 right. But then I get that. The, the commentary, the guys on the commentary made fun of the fact that when he shows up with the cops at the end, uh-huh. they're like, yeah, that's normal, right? Like the civilian who called the cops gets to gets to like rush in with at the <laughs> forefront of the cops. Like, that's, that's, amazing. that's something that happens. <laughs> I love that, dude. That commentary sounds amazing. Uh, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. They're which huge. Makes sense. Of, These are... Yeah. Yeah. These are fun movies. It makes sense. Now they didn't they didn't really get into it, but there's there were a couple references to the Adams family in Wednesday. Like, first of all, in the psychiatrist's office at the beginning, uh-huh. he's got he's a horror fan. Right. You know, we, right. we see him later, I believe, watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, that's right. But when he's talking to Sam, if you look to his right, there's all these little figurines and they're the Adams family. Oh, cool. I did not catch that. And then at the house party, uh-huh. the one of the first costumes we see is a girl dressed as Wednesday Adams. I did see that. I caught that one. Yep. Yeah. I thought that yep, was yep. very cool. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, let's segue from that mm-hmm. to the other reason I absolutely love the subway scene. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I know you did, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was... Great. Just looking at all the costumes and trying to figure yes. out how everyone was. <laughs> well, I saw, of course, uh, David Bowie was in there. Or or Ziggy Stardust, actually, I, technically, I think. Yeah, David Bowie, but... Right. But, uh, more like yeah. all the horror icons. Right. No, I know, but for just to, to shout out, of course, your, your kitties. Oh, yeah. Like, thank oh, you. Thank there you. we go. Uh, no, yeah, there was so many. That was... I loved it. I loved that scene. It was awesome. Okay, speaking of my kitties, yeah, there's yeah. a showdown happening right now. Bowie is next to me, and Ziggy is just staring her down. He wants to pounce on her. Oh, jeez. So I'm, I'm gonna. This is live on the podcast. I'm gonna say, Ziggy, stop it. No, no. <laughs> now he's looking oh. down. He's, he's actually walking around the skin of Marink phone. So maybe he'll get haunted. <laughs> stop it, dude. Stop it. That's that's so weird. I see a Barbie doll on your ceiling. Huh. Hey, anyway. oh, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's, can you spoil I don't know. I don't know if you can spoil that movie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, so many costumes. There was, I, I, I don't know. I think every movie was pretty much represented yeah. there. You had yeah. all the big ones. I didn't. I don't remember seeing Chucky though. Do you remember seeing Chucky? I don't think I did see Chucky. I mean, I saw I saw Georgie from it. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. I even saw, of course, they had to put in Samara Weaving's character from Ready or Not. Which is pretty I saw awesome, the Baba Duke. The Baba Duke was that's there. right. I did see the Baba Duke. Yeah, it, that was so much fun, and that's why I could watch that scene over and over because it's just fun to like look at all the costumes. Right. Well, and then I'm yeah, I'm trying to think too because in the fifth one, she even talks about like. Elevated horror, and I know she mentions Baba Duke. So I'm wondering oh, if that's the other right. ones are oh, there nice. as well. Yeah, that's a nice reference. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't remember that. 
I'm trying to think what else she meant. Hereditary, I think, might have been one. But so I don't know if there was an outfit there. Who knows? But yeah, maybe. I don't know. Kind of fun. Here's the other thing. Have you seen Avatar The Way of Water? I have not yet. I still haven't. So I went through the entire movie of Scream 6 uh-huh. thinking to myself, I have seen Ethan somewhere. I have seen him somewhere. And I made sure I did not look it up until the mm. movie was over because I didn't want to be looking at my phone during the movie. Yeah. After it was over, I look it up. And sure enough, he's a very major character in Avatar The Way of Water. So when you see Avatar 2, you'll you'll recognize him right away when you see him. Was he also – did he have one line in Avengers Endgame? I'm curious if that's the same kid because there's one no. kid from Avengers Endgame that is also an avatar. Uh, oh, really? Uh-huh. That's like one of the main people he he filmed. Is, it's when Paul Rudd is there and he goes – Oh, my Paul God, he is. Ha- okay, it's him. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm looking in IMDb and he is kid on bike in yeah, Avengers Endgame. When Paul Rudd's there and says, what happened? He, I think he, I forget what he says, but that's him. Yeah, that's him. You know, that's one of my top five movies of all time. Movie's fantastic, buddy. Anyway, fun <laughs> with MCU. Fun with Marvel. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I like Jack Champion a lot. And now I want to go back and watch the beginning of Endgame just so I can see him again. Right. <laughs> He's a lot younger. I'll say that. He's pretty young in that. <laughs> Here's a quibble. Okay. All right. I love that word. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be confused with Quibi, but uh, never mind. Some people out there know that reference. Be happy if you don't. Anyway, when Tara, yeah, Tara and Chad are in her bedroom and they're about to kiss. Mm -hmm. And Quinn opens the door and they're cock blocked. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, I thought about reality and I was I thought any any time I've ever been in any kind of situation like that, there's no way that like the guy's about to finally kiss this girl that he likes. Right. And they get interrupted. There's no way he's leaving that room. He's going right. to wait till that door closes and then get his kiss. Right. It's totally true, oh, man. Come like, on. Oh, I better go. Yeah. Well, oh, see ya. I was. The moment's been ruined. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> What'd you think of the uh, bodega scene, the little supermarket? Ghost face with a shotgun. I thought that was cool. I, I liked it. Yeah, it was something. Again, there was just some different moments in this movie. We've never. Well, that that's not necessarily true. We've seen a ghost face with guns, but they don't aren't wearing the ghost face mask in the second one. Okay. Um, that happens. So seeing, but seeing like ghost face to ghost face holding a shotgun was pretty horrifying, man. Yeah. And I was like, that's scary. We've not. It was seen very that. scary. And the the commentary they they make a mention of they put their finger on something that I was trying to realize but didn't mm-hmm. that in any other movie when they go into a a little grocery store or something they're in a mm-hmm. safe place. And even true. during that moment, I'm like, yeah, go in there, get yeah. get into a crowded area. But it didn't help because Ghostface just comes in and just starts killing everybody in there. That's totally true. That's good. That's so, like a, yeah. that's like horror movies where it's there's scares during the daytime to me. I'm always like, oh, yes. no. 
That's not supposed to happen. So I like that. Totally. Very I also good. like that they had a little Jurassic Park moment in there where she throws the can to <laughs> yeah. distract Ghostface. What did you know? I'm probably not. That <laughs> <laughs> that when Danny is seeing uh-huh. Ghostface, quote unquote, killing, standing over Quinn. Right. And he's trying to yell at everybody else to warn them. That was actually Jack Champion in the costume. Oh, really? Jack Champion, before he ever got cast in this movie, was a huge Scream fan. Awesome. He showed them when he got cast, Mm -hmm. he showed them pictures of him standing in the lobby in front of the Scream 5 poster and everything. (laughs) And he was so excited. And and one thing, except for Dermot Mulroney, Uh they didn't tell anybody who the ghost face killers were. Oh, cool. Until they got fit for their costumes. And then what they would do is they'd say like, for instance, Jack champion comes in, Uh they fit him for his Ethan outfits. Right. Like before you go, we got one more that we want to fit you for. And they give him the ghost face. (sighs) And they said his face when they gave him that outfit was priceless. He was so excited to be with what a sweetheart i love that story that is awesome that's so yeah he he wanted to film a scene as ghostface so in that scene when he's standing over quinn and then he goes into the bathroom that's jack champion that's awesome i have to admit if i was cast as ghostface i would i would want to be there for every scene like as ghostface i wouldn't want any stand-ins i'd want to be there that'd be fun but watch the movie again and see how much those stunt people that That's, are playing Ghostface, right. what you're they right. go through. You are absolutely right. Yeah, Ghostface definitely gets smushed a bunch, especially in this one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're right. But it would be fun to be there at least. Oh heck yeah, <laughs> I would. I would totally do that. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this is another thing I had a question about. So okay. again, this is something I didn't think about till my second viewing of the movie. Mm. The first viewing. I just kind of accepted that, yeah, that was Quinn with prosthetics on. Okay, but how did he really do that? How did Detective Bailey? Yeah. There's a bunch of cops there. And there's just one kind of throwaway line later in the movie where he says that uh, body swapping and prosthetics (laughs) and a grieving father can get away with anything. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't cool. Right? What are the logistics of this? How does he how does he swap a body? Yeah. How does he get all these cops to believe that she doesn't really have her throat slashed? Yeah. Doesn't quite work. And, and the ambulances. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I guess we're in that heightened sense of uh reality. Yeah, you just gotta kind of give it to him. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with it. Oh man, I I'm sorry, man. I I have all these quibbles, and I knew I would think of them while we're talking. That's all good. That's all right. Okay, m- this is a good and bad. Mindy's big speech scene where yeah. she talks about franchises and whatnot. Right. To me, this it kind of felt a little forced this time. Like in other movies, that speech, that conversation has happened a little bit more naturally. Yeah. Like in Scream 5, it was Dewey sitting with everybody and he was telling everybody and kind of trying to warn people. Right. And then she jumped up and she's like, 
we're in a requel and yeah all yeah, that. yeah 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 this one suddenly they're just all out side outside of the college and she's doing her speech and she right, was right. great right oh yeah, yeah yeah jasmine savoy brown incredible yeah, she's awesome yep incredible but yeah the speech just felt a little forced this time i get that i yeah i get that but i to feel me. like I totally get it. And it, yeah, it could have been more natural. I feel like you, they have to have the speech. That's kind of like a staple of scream. Right. But like but, any other scream movie, I think, I think the challenge should be working that in instead of just, here's our speech scene. I get that. Yeah, that's fair. Finding a new original way to work in the speech. That said, I'm glad she's not dead because so the, so that she can have the speech in seven. Right. Yep. Although yep. I have no idea what she's going to say because it feels like everything has been said. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that. I still don't like Ghost Billy Loomis. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't. I, know. <laughs> I didn't like it in Scream Five. I didn't like it in this one. I was just like, yeah. "Come on, man, stop it! Stop it's having good to it!" I always like to see Skeet. I like to see Ski too, but it's, now it's just like, okay, we saw him in five. You don't need to bring him back. Hey, and give then him he a paycheck, all right? Gosh. He grabs his knife and he's like, ooh, my favorite. Yeah, that was a little corny. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Why did Gail leave her bedroom? I thought the exact same thing. I was like, you are safe in there. There's no other entrance yes. into your room. I get that you're trying to be tough. You call the cops and you wait. It's very simple. You I have get gun, that you like, want to go see and see if you got Ghostface if you shot him. Yep. Nope. Stay in there. Call the cops. Yeah. Have your you have your gun with you, so you, at least if he comes in, you have a chance. That yeah, was I that was the same thing. Uh, yeah. Like that was dumb. I uh, so I I also thought the the scene with Kirby and Mindy mm-hmm. was a little cheesy, where she's yeah. Because it was a callback to five and four. Because mm-hmm. I didn't remember, but I guess Kirby was a big movie buff. She yeah. ended up movie yep. buff. Yep. yep. We had just um, rewatched it, so I was like, "Oh, when she did it, I was like, right. oh yeah, she's the movie buff.' So it made sense. Yeah, it felt a little cheesy to me, but yeah. I will say, I really liked the last one where she said Candyman series or Candyman yes. original or remake, and they both go both. both. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. I even turned to Cindy and I said, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, and actually, I like, Cindy agreed because she's seen both. So, oh, good. Yep. yep. Candyman, the original or equal? Both. I turned to my uh, framed photo of you that I have above my couch, <laughs> and I, I did a little tap on the nose like, uh, yeah, you know, buddy. Uh, is, that the, is that the portrait that someone painted of me? It's much, the re- much like Rose from Titanic. Did you really just say that? <laughs> I was literally about to say <laughs> it's a recreation of Rose from Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Honest to God, that's what I was about to say. And you. I stole it. Sorry, dude. <laughs> this is why, ladies and gentlemen, this is why Andrew and right I have here. a podcast. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing! I love you. <laughs> All right, did you notice? Did you notice? Not did you know, but did uh-huh. you notice 
which uh, subway station they were standing in before they got on the train. Oh, uh, 96th Street. The year the first Scream came out. Oh, nice. Right on. Like, yeah, I caught that. Cool. I was like, oh, that's nice. They didn't even mention that in the commentary, but wow, I still caught that. I was like, ah, oh. and I love, I love the way Wendy, uh, Mindy treats Ethan when they're standing <laughs> there. She's like, get your ghost face ass away from me, ghost face. <laughs> so good. <laughs> she was right. Going back to Danny, uh huh. I love the way when Ghostface seems to be walking towards them, he just steps in front of Sam. Oh, come on, dude. I love that. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes, 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 yes. And he like he like faces down, and I'm like, you're lucky that's not really Ghostface, but that's awesome. Yeah. Good job. Good job, good guy. Good guy. Yep. Good guy. Good guy scream. Good guy, Ghostface. Uh so now the final, the final, uh, the theater. Yes. The final sequence in the theater, I guess. Mm-hmm. What do you think about all that? That's a it's a long sequence. It is a long sequence. It's yeah, very long. I loved it. I thought it well, one, I love the theater. I thought it was very cool. And I loved seeing, you know, again, as a fan of the franchise, seeing like some of the outfits of the victims. I was like, oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that one. Oh, I remember that. And so that was kind of fun. So as I, I'm also a fan of the franchise, but mm-hmm. I know that I haven't seen the movies as much as you have. Oh, okay. I was yeah. actually excited for you when I Aww. saw all those props, <laughs> because I said, I said to myself, Andrew is going to recognize so many of these that I, I barely recognize. Nice. Cause yeah. I've seen every movie, like maybe twice, maybe the first mm-hmm. screen three times. Yeah. But I haven't yep. seen these movies a lot, even though I do enjoy them. Right. No, I get that. I'm, I'm a kid of the 80s, you know? I get Hey, man, I get it. And I'm a kid <laughs> of the 90s. <laughs> hey, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, but I loved, yeah, especially like the one I loved, because I was like, I know that outfit very well, was, um, uh, I don't remember her name, Dewey's sister in the first movie through the doggy door. I was like, I know that outfit. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, yeah I knew you would. Yeah, I actually wrote cool. that down too. I thought I thought that was there was a lot of good Easter eggs in that scene. Yeah. What about you? What did you think of the whole sequence? I thought it was good. Um, I loved how over the top Dermot Mulroney got in that scene. <laughs> yes. I kind of loved how over the top Ethan got Jack mm-hmm. Champion, but at the same time, he was a little bit much. Yeah, yeah fair. Fair. I thought Quinn was great. She's. Mm-hmm. I thought she was just fantastic in that scene. Uh, and scary, too. She was kind of creepy in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Liana Liberato. Right on. Yeah, I thought I thought she was great. I loved Sam letting Tara go when she's holding Tara mm-hmm. off the yep, balcony. Yeah. Yep. Because that, that had, you know, deeper meaning with the rest of the movie. Totally. Because I do like their relationship a lot. I like how in the first movie, their conflict was that Sam wasn't around enough. And in this movie, she's overbearing. She's around right. too much. So I did like that. And so See, the whole the let, let, let me go. Right. Yeah. Of course it will. Yep. <laughs> It'll be just right. <laughs> just right. No, I agree, though. The, the letting go was good. That was a good little. And then her stabbing Ethan in the mouth. Oh my god. And then twisting the knife. I know. I was like, oh no. Now our buddy oh. JD, our buddy JD yeah. mentioned 
that when we were I was talking to him about it uh-huh. and I was talking about how all these people get stabbed and they're fine. And he brought up the fact that Ethan comes back that one last time at the end. Yeah. Of course. And I, I, I think I was OK with that just because it was kind of more of a callback. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's all of all of them. Oh, I just went through puberty. Um, yeah, it's all of them. <laughs> I loved I loved, loved, loved sam stabbing just oh like speed stabbing uh officer detective bailey in the arm yeah dude that was, was so intense. brutal yeah and the director said yes we absolutely were trying to outdo the first one where, yeah. where she stabs uh richie 22 times i think i think, did it. <laughs> I think they counted and i think they said it was around 43 or something oh my god but it's just such a quick like stab 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 yeah. and i was just like wow that's awesome yeah Yep. I mean, not that stabbing somebody is awesome, but right. But in the movie world, <laughs> but it was an awesome scene. Yeah, it was. And then I, I, I did like that she was feeling murderous, right? But then Tara comes up, and mm-hmm. you think that maybe she's Sam's going to step back, and but then Tara <laughs> is okay with Sam stabbing Officer Bailey in the eye, yeah. <laughs> which I liked. I did. I appreciated that. That she was like, nah. He deserves it. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And Tara had her back. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't really talked about this. What did you think of Kirby? I was just going to ask you that. Um, <laughs> I thought it was, it was, it's always fun to see kind of a franchise character, quote unquote. Like legacy um, characters. Legacy. Thank you. Legacy character. That's the one. And I like Hayden Pantiera. So I think she's fun. However, let's say, let's say that movie a little bit slower. <laughs> Pantiera. <laughs> Panettiere. There we go. Hayden Panettiere. 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 How you doing? Hey, Panettiere. Come on. Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere. Thank you. No, I, I, she's great. I do feel though, like it was almost like a, who can we get kind of a thing? Cause it was just, I don't know. She could have had more. Like if you looked at five, like we saw the our our legacy characters, they had parts. I mean, they were like a big part of that movie. Whereas this one, I I just it felt like she was just kind of a side character, like that was just thrown in a little. So I was I'm I'm glad she lived because maybe we'll get to see her more, and maybe it'll be a little bigger. I don't know, but that's my thought. I mean, I like seeing her, but yeah, felt like it was they just needed somebody. Honest, honest uh, opinion. I thought she was a little stiff in the movie, acting wise. Uh, Like you, I did enjoy seeing her again. Mm. According to the directors, they wanted to put her in five. Oh, Uh, really? Five was a little too stacked already. Okay, that's fair. And so it worked out that she was in six. But I will say it kind of felt because she wasn't in five. Mm hmm. It kind of felt that she was. It kind of felt that she was what who they got when they couldn't get Nev. Fair, you know. Yep. We yep. couldn't get Nev in this movie because we couldn't pay her what she wanted. Right. Pay Nev Campbell. Yeah, guys. come on, come on. So they got they got, you know, wish version. <laughs> 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 Touche, buddy. <laughs> Here's another little bit of trivia that maybe I don't know if anybody would have known this, but this is for our friend JD. If Aww. he's listening, 
Hi, JD. JD. Hi, JD. If you're listening, at the end of the movie, when they're after they've killed Detective Bailey and they're walking out from the screen, Mm -hmm. you see the ghost face mask burning on the screen and it says written and directed by Richie Kirsch. Okay. Yeah. 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 The font. Oh yeah. Yes. yes, That was used is the same font that was used in twin peaks seasons one and two. Wow. And the graphics person, I guess put that in there because he knew, and this is again, I didn't know who was talking in the commentary, but one Uh of the guys talking in the commentary, maybe one of the directors, is a big fan of Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. I the graphics person threw that in there as a as like I know you're a big Twin Peaks fan, so here's here's some Twin Peaks font for you. That's sweet. That's cute. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, JD will like that. <laughs> uh and also I thought the post credits scene was very funny. <laughs> Did you stay for the end of the credits, buddy? Yeah, what was it? Help me out. It was Mindy, just real quick. Saying, not every movie needs a post credit scene. And oh, then it yes. Ended. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yes. I was like... That was very was funny. It? For some reason, I went to the cocaine bear post credit scene. I was like, no, that's not what it was. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong episode. Yep, yep. Sorry. Finally, uh, we have the music. What did mm. you think of the music, my friend? I honestly don't remember. I don't have that note. Help me out. <laughs> what? The score? You didn't listen to the music? I mean, I, I yeah, but I guess I didn't. It didn't stick. Okay. Well, first of all, yeah. you're a big Linkin Park fan, right? <gasps> yes, I am. The title song, the first song in the movie was Mike Shinoda. Yeah, it was written by Mike Shinoda and, and performed Ooh. by Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park. Oh, in fact, they, they talked about how in Scream 5, they had to go through Spotify and try and find all these songs that would fit in the movie. In this one, they're just like, hey, why don't we ask Mike Shinoda to write us a song? That's awesome. So there's that. And then during the post, cool. in, during the end credits, it's, uh, I think, Demi Lovato oh. uh, with a Mike Shinoda produced song. Dang, dude. That's cool. Uh, there's a little, there's some, there's some good needle drops in this movie, buddy. There's a little Billie Eilish, but most oh, importantly, yeah. most importantly, they brought back three different themes. Scream Five, I believe, only brought one, back one theme, and that was Dewey's theme. But this movie okay, brought yeah. back, I guess, the reporter's theme. Okay, yeah. Like every single early scream when it would come out of the high school and all the reporters are out there. And oh, I totally know. It's, I know exactly the sound. I do. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. There's that. There was uh red right hand. I think it's called by Nick cave and the bad seeds that always plays. I know that song. Yep. I do remember that in the movie. Yes. I do remember that. Yes. 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 And then in the theater, Gail is talking to, I forget who about Dewey. And Dewey's mm-hmm. theme plays, and it was very sweet. Nice. That's oh, awesome. and I also love that Gail still had a picture of her and Dewey on her bedstand. Yeah, I know that was sweet. That even was though sweet. she was seeing that big strapping dude. I know who, who got, got killed. Like killed pretty quick, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And she didn't seem too broken up over it. I know, I know when she sees his body, I was like, all right. I was like, God. Well, even when Ghostface talks to her, he's like, "I killed your boyfriend." She's like, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> 
So the score in this movie, mm. just like Scream 5, was done by Brian Tyler, but also with another guy named Sven Falconer. I've never heard of Sven, mm-hmm. but Brian Tyler has done you – know, he's done Marvel movies. He's he's done oh, lots ooh. of movies. That's awesome. And I was listening to the soundtrack on Apple Music, and mm. it's it's actually really good. Nice. Unfortunately, the the soundtrack that you can get on CD, Apple Music, whatever, mm-hmm. does not include Dewey's theme or oh. the Gail, Gail Weathers reporter theme. I hate when they do that. When I get, I Ooh. get it. Like it's from other movies or whatever. The rights, blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, at it. I hate it. I'm with uh, you. I am too. I forget. There's another movie. I think it was. Oh, I think it was uh, the the Predator. Oh, okay. And I forget who did the score for that, but the score that was released on like streaming services and everywhere was mm-hmm. so short because all they did was it was like an EP of all the original music, and it was so short because there was very little original music. the The composer had just basically used. Alan Silvestri's original Predator score oh, and funny. just redone that throughout the whole movie. Oh my gosh. Well, that, it was so yeah. weird. So that yeah, weird. I, I would have liked to have had those included, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. But yeah, I still, I still, but I do really like Brian Tyler's score and Spin mm-hmm. Falconer. Nice. So Love it. I think that's it, buddy. Do you have any other notes? I don't. I'm ready. I'm ready for three questions, dude. Let's let's get some three questions done. Who would cross the bridge of death must answer me these questions three. Question number one. What did you think was the best kill or death in this movie? So I guess his name is Wayne. It's Detective whatever. <laughs> but his name, because I have it here, Wayne. Uh, <laughs> no, his death, like we said, I mean, he gets stabbed. You mean Detective Bailey? Or Detective Bailey, yeah, Detective Bailey. Okay, okay. I mean, getting stabbed 42 times or whatever, and then that last one in the aisle was just like, Oh my gosh, that was, yeah. it was a twofold kill. So I get, I give it to him. There were some good ones in this, but I, oh, I there's, he, he takes it. There's way too many good ones in this. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also a lot that we can't count because the person did not die. <laughs> True. You're right. <laughs> so with that said, I'm going to go with Jason at the beginning because I just, there's a moment where you see a little bit of his intestines about to come out. That's right. It's just a little bit brutal. And I, I think the thing that gets it is his screams. Like he just, mm-hmm. he does these screams that sound so real. Like <laughs> I've never seen somebody stabbed in front of me, but I imagine that that's kind of what they sound like. <laughs> right. uh, but I mean, there's so many good ones because yeah, there's yeah. Ethan's death is great. It's yeah, very yeah. brutal. And then he gets the TV thrown on him. Right. Uh, Twins was kind of just whatever because she just gets shot in the head. Right. Right. But yeah, I'm going to go with Jason and you're going to go with Detective Bailey. I love it. I love when we have different ones. Andrew. (gasps) Yes. Question number two. Did you think Scream 6 was scary? I can honestly say I did not. I never have thought the Scream movies are scary. I think they're almost for me more suspenseful. You know what I mean? So I don't sit there and like, oh my gosh, I'm more like, ooh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So I think suspense I is a kind of scare, though. Okay, well, I, mean, yeah, maybe yeah, not. I suppose that's true. So then I would say yes. I mean, because it, they are suspenseful for me. 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say, yes, I think this movie is scary. I'll be honest. I think this movie probably had me more tense in places than any other screen movie. That's fair. Yep. Even the first one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first one, except for the very opening scene of the first one, which is really scary. Totally. Yes. The rest of the movie is just a lot of fun and, mm-hmm. and fun in its tenseness. This movie had me on the edge of my seat more than once. And especially the subway scene. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was so right. nervous during the subway scene. And that was just that that scene is a master class in suspense and tension. You're right. Yep. Knowing that any of those ghost faces could be a killer, the lights going on and off in the subway mm. cars. And and then just the reactions of everybody, like every time the lights would go off, like all the people in the subway cars would go, whoa, you yeah. know, and it's like and you know something's gonna happen, but you don't know when. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, so That's fair. good. You're right. You are absolutely right. That scene is and brilliant. I will say last night, uh-huh. after watching the movie with the commentary at work. Yeah, I went into the kitchen. <laughs> all the lights were off. And for just one quick moment, I was a little bit nervous. And I, <laughs> I imagined somebody dressed as Ghostface in the corner waiting for somebody to come into the kitchen to attack them. And I was like, wow, Scream 6 just got under my skin just the tiniest bit. Nice. I love it. I love so, it. yeah, I'm going to say, awesome. yes, this is a scary movie. Andrew, did you have fun with horror? I think we know this. Of course I did. It was, I had a lot of fun with this movie, man. It's a scream franchise movie. I'm happy. I'm always happy with these. So yeah, definitely. And you, I had so much fun with horror. (laughs) Despite all my little quibbles, Mm -hmm. I thought this was a really fun movie and I'll definitely have fun watching it again. And I think it's better than overall better than other scream movies. So yeah, fair. Yep. Very fair. I almost died after I was stabbed. Technically, I did die for four minutes. When I recovered, I got mad. I didn't want to spend the rest of my life being afraid of monsters. I wanted the monsters to be afraid of me. I like that. All right, buddy. So I picked a very new movie. And I'm wondering, are you picking something new or are we jumping back again like you did recently? Well, buddy, full disclosure. And once again, (laughs) as I said at the very beginning of the podcast, I apologize for the uh, discrepancy in our microphones. (laughs) Uh, We're actually recording this a couple days after recording the bulk of the episode. You're right. Because I actually picked a different movie before. Because the movie I wanted to pick, I wasn't sure if it was coming out on time to be <laughs> able to see it. Well, we just got word today, heard the news that it is actually releasing today, the day that this podcast is airing. Nice. Therefore, my next movie is, of course, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, baby. Which is, uh, yeah. What were you saying? No, I just said, I'm so excited. I'm excited. Oh, for this one. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the movie I, I originally picked shall remain a secret mm. until I pick it again. <laughs> but yeah, for now, Evil Dead Rise. It uh, Today it's on uh, digital, digital 
VOD, I guess. Mm, okay. so you can purchase and rent it. I don't think it's streaming anywhere for free. Right. Uh, I could be wrong. Check and make sure. <laughs> but yeah, Evil Dead Rise, buddy. We get yeah, to see bud. I'm so excited. Me too. Me too. I've heard of those movies. I think. I think isn't that the one with the, uh, Ash, Ash, Ashy, Asher, 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 Asher. That's what it Asher is. Calmwell. That's what it is. I thought so. <laughs> For all those listening, I, I know the Evil Dead movies. These are jokes. Yes. Don't please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Army of Driftwood. I do. <laughs> it's his favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite. I love the weed whacker as a hand. I think that's pretty neat. Oh, it's my favorite. Because <laughs> a weed whacker would hurt. It, as someone that's hit his ankle numerous times with a weed whacker, it does hurt. It does. <laughs> is that a true story? Yeah. Did you draw blood? No, no. It's just it's um it just stings really bad. It's almost like a Oh, you call it like just plastic, really hard plastic that I've used, and it just it hurts, man. It stings, man. That's that's not the weed whackers I used. The weed whackers I used would have like taken off a limb. Dang, dude. Oh, I I use the <laughs> I guess I have the cheap stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the plus, the Fisher Price weed whacker. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what they all are? They don't work well. It but, hurt. Uh, <laughs> ouch! Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, all right everybody well andrew i love you i love you too buddy and we love everybody out there uh don't forget everybody we're on social media uh we're on instagram fun with horror podcast we're on twitter at fun w horror we're on facebook we have a fun with horror podcast facebook group and of course you can email us at fun with horror podcast at gmail.com Nice. And stay tuned, everybody, because on the 21st of May, Sunday night, Fangoria is airing. Uh, it's this year's the 2023 Chainsaw Awards. Mm-hmm. That'll be exclusively on Shudder. Uh, that's uh, what? Six o'clock uh, Pacific time and nine o'clock Eastern time. That sounds right. Yeah. And uh, as we did last year, it'll be our second annual uh, recap episode. We're gonna go through all the winners and talk about who won and who we thought should have won. Yeah, buddy. I love that episode. That was fun. That was fun. So it's gonna be fun again <laughs> with horror. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you. Um, Thank you for the lively conversation. Of course. Thank you for picking this movie. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I'm excited for you. okay (laughs) goodbye bye not every movie needs a post credit scene 